1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hello, welcome back to part two of a discussion Sport is there a gender divide? What are the gender divides? I'm joined by the lads who host the wonderful Pit Stop podcast, Fabio Bocca and Jake Boys, and also by a bird called Lindsay, my wife. Does it come down to different cultures as well? Like into you know, like, like dancing. Dancing's a good one, Lindsay. Yeah, because
3: you know, they, I mean, I don't know what the stats are on it, but is there more like you know, there's quite a lot of Italians that dance, aren't they? And especially in like striptease and stuff like that. Um, what are
2: you shaking your head for? Because I know I just start perving on Graziano, the one with like, the porno locks or something.
3: And Giovanni as well. And oh, um... them in the
2: same video. What a lovely image.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> is there a cultural thing with sport? For example, Ita- I, I take it with a name like Fabio Bocchi, you've got Italian heritage. Yeah. So's is um, Lindsay. And um, so in, in Italy, for example, it's almost like church... My mum, my football team, it's like almost food. a religious type As thing, well. food, yeah. yeah. And culturally, so like cricket, not known anywhere outside the United Kingdom. What are the cultural aspects of sort of Britishness or Italianness that seem to lean towards different sports?
4: Yeah, again, rugby is massive in England, isn't it? And apart from New Zealand, where else do you see rugby? Yeah. Mm. Again, I don't know because I, I don't really watch sport, but football massive in Italy. My granddad was a big Arsenal fan, actually. It's just my dad and me who aren't who aren't really into sport. We always gravitated towards music instead, but um, definitely football for Italians.
3: So, so your your family then, if you wanted to go into dancing and do that professionally,
2: would it would it be frowned upon?
4: No, not at all. I don't. Well, I don't think so. I hope not.
2: <laughs> Lindsay's family got one that's got a professional dancer. Lindsay's mum was a professional dancer, and there is a shortage of straight men that do. dancing in this country so if you want to if you which is I know we're talking about sport here but anyone who's tried to learn an American jive in a weekend you won't be getting out of bed on the Monday trust me it's a sport but yeah if you go to learn it it's all girls and just two men in fact that Len Goodman that old one who used to be on Strictly that's why he went to dancing lessons because it was just an absolute Hunani tsunami every Saturday.
5: Yeah, that same reason crosses back to like, I think like women's football though. And that's why like there isn't that many like girls or women that played as much because it was never an open accessibility where they could walk in and there'd be like 20 other girls wanting to do the same thing. Most young girls now that want to play under the age of like 13 have to play in a, a team with boys as well. They can't just have a girls team. 'Cause there won't be enough of them. Like there isn't enough opportunity.
3: Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So
5: ultimately that's probably the same with every sport. Like wherever you're surrounded, whoever you're surrounded by, whatever you get pushed for, it's just opportunity, really. I mean, it is definitely getting better for girls, but there'd need to be enough girls that want to do it to make a team. So it's kind of like a cross.
2: The fashionable phrase of the day is leveling up. How do we level up the pay in sport? Now On the football side, I get it. You've got 200,000 people uh, a week across two stadiums in Manchester watching the men. Obviously, the money's sloshing around. But with tennis, for example, it's the same size fucking Wimbledon, the same amount of tournaments, and yet the sponsorship and the money seems to slosh around more for the men. Across the board, why do men get paid so much more for doing the same bloody thing
5: yeah I guess a lot of it will just be sponsors won't it I mean it's a bit shit to say but these people where whoever has the most amount of followers or has the most people watching them ultimately they're going to have land the bigger deal I mean a lot of the time in tennis they share the same sponsors don't they because like Nike are massive they sponsor a lot of the people but I guess just individual endorsements and who gives the opportunity you know
2: it's across the board though isn't it it's every can you think of a sport really where women earn more than men unless it was netball
4: do you think it's because of most of the people who own these sports are blokes probably do you think that's the reason why and they call the shots to be honest i think in football
5: it's fair because men do sell out the whole if women sell out the whole thing as well then fair play and there's so much money in the men's game tv rights sponsors everything like it kind of adds up if women's football got big enough i'd want them to have the same as well but the money comes in from the outside
2: really Could we change that, Lindsay, by giving women's sports more airtime? I mean, every other aspect of culture we tweak at the moment, yeah? So, for example, in my world, comedy, we're increasing representation in the shows I make, including this podcast. Most of the time we're trying to increase representation in Evil Genius that I make, in the TV shows I make. Artificially increase them beyond what the actual demographic of the country might be to help give people better representation and bring more equality in our society. Happens across the board in everything. Ballrooms, banks, everywhere we're trying. But in sport, I mean, these are the stats. Up till 2009, I think 96% of the airtime was male sports and 2% was gender neutral and one6 was females. Well, that's a choice, isn't it? By the BBC, women pay their yeah. TV licences as much as men. Why can't yeah. we show more females? If you feed people more stuff they become more accustomed to representation well that's That's, it what's on the tv
5: the most is what people are gonna you know get glued to to be fair to sky sports sky sports have done it well this year because they're showing all of the w series like they're showing all of the wsl for the women's super league for football so that sky are actually showing like everything now that they didn't before but ultimately that needs to be covered in other sports because that's just two sports you know i think girls and women all around the world need to be able to see it see other people doing it to be inspired to want to do it
3: yeah, I think it's more women standing forward. Rush, you know, I'm just thinking, like...
2: Oh, God, go on.
3: Isn't it funny how... Because I used to work at Man United ground when I was younger, so I used to, like, during... When the game was on, we'd would finish serving so I can sort of pop my head out and watch the game, and it was... For someone that's not into football, like, it was amazing being in the stadium and the atmosphere and everything. And obviously all the swearing and everything going on. What is it about football that makes people really loud and swear? But then when you look at Wimbledon and everyone's, like, drinking champagne and they've got the strawberries (laughs) and cream, is it a class situation? Like, why is it, why at tennis is it all strawberries and cream and champagne? You know, and everybody in the designer frocks posing, And why is it like football's really... What what is it?
2: Fucking great question. That's a good one. There are plenty of other sports that have working class that follow shit that don't go off like football. How has it developed that culture? It's weird,
3: isn't it?
5: It would be very different to like every ground. Like for example, Arsenal's very corporate. So I'd say it's quite a quiet stadium. Mostly season tickets. Really rich people. Like I wouldn't say it's like as laddie laddie, but like you mentioned Millwall or like... Palace or like West Ham now you're talking proper lads beers pubs you know swearing yeah. I think it it is very different across the whole spectrum of what you know where the team is in the world or what they're following is but you are right it would be hilarious if everyone at a Premier League game was (laughs) drinking champagne and eating strawberries
3: yeah that's
5: fucking Arsenal isn't it
3: (laughs) but also do you get judged if you because I remember having a conversation years ago with I think my brother and he was like oh he's got I've said oh he's got a season ticket he'd be like oh where's he sat is it like the Stretford end at Man U ground or something? I was like, oh, I said somewhere. And he's like, oh, shit, that to sit there. You're like, you want to be sat in this end or you want to... So do you get judged if you're not sat in the right place, like location within the football ground? Is that a thing or not?
5: Yeah, I don't I don't actually have a season ticket for Arsenal, but a lot of my mates have season tickets for Brighton. I think a lot of it just comes down to they all want to be sat together. So that judgment yeah. would come from the fact that they're probably not sat with them. So if they weren't <laughs> right, sat right, with right. the rest of the group, they'd be like, your suit's are shit. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be more what it's about, I think.
2: Fabio, could I ask you about social media?
4: Yeah, go for it.
2: Do you think it's made us more, and feel free to expand it out of from sport, but starting from a sport perspective, it's made us more tribal. Because the original vision of social media was you can see more people, everyone gets their say, you can be a TV star in your, of your own show. But what seems to be happening, whether you're looking at fucking Brexit, COVID, football, F1, it seems to entrench tribalism and division more and not necessarily in a good way. I wonder what your experience of, of social media is.
4: Yeah, 100%. I think um, because it's so much easier to talk to each other now, share information than it was before, we see a lot of Formula One, you tend to, I guess people tend to support teams. Well, they always did. But now when you have people like Max Verstappen, world champion, I mean, he has like a whole gang of fans. And I guess like the Max Verstappen fans would be like the Millwall fans of the F1 club, do you know what I mean? So, And these people do sort of band together and they come together and it is quite tribal, like you say. So yeah, social media has definitely had a, an impact on that for sure.
2: And what impact has it had on you as you've seen it grown over the last 10 years? Has it made you a happier person, do you think? I don't think it's made me happier. It's made me busier. It's made me more successful. Yeah. But it hasn't made me happier.
4: Well, there's the whole comparison thing, right? You know, you can compare your life to someone else online in terms of how they portray it online. But I think I'm happy. I, I Again, I, I love music and music is so much more accessible now yeah. through social media and everything else. So for me, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: I just think though, if you're in sports person, it's got to make it worse because if you think about it, if you're a footballer or an F1 driver or whatever in the 80s, it's just whatever's going around, what's in the Sun newspaper that day was enough for you to be fucking getting on with. Yeah. Well, let alone like someone called like Dave from Luton going, you're a cunt and you shouldn't even be driving. Do you know what I mean? A hundred times a day. It's got to be worse, surely.
3: It must be horrible. Like, see, because again, like when I used to work at the ground and I like would serve the players and stuff like that before they went to play and they did like tours beforehand and like little kids got in, they would just be harassed completely. So this was probably before social media. So they had like the daily being approached by people, but now they being approached in person, but also approached online as well. It must be really hard. Like look at Wayne Rooney or Ronaldo. They're so famous. They can't do anything. Yeah. But not only is it in person, it's very intrusive, isn't
2: it? I guess with Wayne Rooney, at least his girlfriends are too old to DM him. That's, the, that's <laughs> oh. one benefit. <laughs> he went there. he did it can i call you on the landline dear <laughs>
4: <laughs> i heard you cooking that one up <laughs> i think it's a bit of both i honestly think it's a bit of both like back in the day you know before social media and everything else the drivers or, or the football players weren't as accessible so like when you did see them yeah. in person maybe like there were like packs of people they were fucking vicious like oh my god it's wayne rooney fuck it let's chase after his car and Throw it, or do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I don't <laughs> think that happens as much these days. Throw
2: Werther's originals at it. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Carmen's,
2: you dirty bastard! Here's a trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
2: Okay, so what about, what do you think, I mean, this is to all all of us, but what do you think about the athletes becoming influencers more and more? I mean, back in the day, George Best would have fucking done a whiskey advert or a a pair of sneakers advert and had his arm on an armchair. I'm not suggesting it's a new thing, but I'm just saying, these days, is it a distraction when, I mean, I know some athletes more as influencers than than as sport. I know someone who sells protein shakes gurning online. What do you think of
5: that, Jake? I think for most major major sports with big coverage, it's become like a necessity to have a following. Ultimately, to land the deals and be successful and be a worldwide name. And just quickly covering back onto what you said before, like admittedly, it would be really hard getting all this hate if stuff goes wrong. But there's definitely a lot of sportsmen that love or sports women that love social media. Because, you know, when they're doing something amazing, everyone loves them for it. Footballers love the fact people all around the world, people can watch their amazing goal being spread everywhere. You know, I reckon like it balances itself out the highs and lows, but everyone does have to become some sort of name now. Otherwise, you just won't be as successful in that area. I mean, and to be honest, the followers will come even if you're not trying to get them, if you're doing something that's being seen by that many people. So I I don't know whether everyone wants to be an influencer or are they like it just happens.
2: Do you think that social media has changed the way we look at sports people? Like to put it bluntly, and this, as far as I can tell, is happening to men. Not maybe not as much as women. That the, we, the, we sort of sexualise them more. Now, obviously, yeah, are yeah, good-looking sports people of the the past, whatever George Best to keep throwing up uh, as an example. They were already like modelling and having their tops off and all that. But mm. sort of every sports person now is assessed as like. An object of how fit they are. So, like like Ren- Ronaldo, for example, is as is, is, is long will be commenting about his hair and his torso as as his game form. And for the poor old lioness is going out. You know, it's the first thing that was flying around on the internet for you know, my my tackle and all that. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> social media has ramped this up to eleven hasn't it? Because because it's a visual, particularly Instagram, it's a visual medium. You're invited to judge someone based on how they look. I'm not on there watching Ronaldo do keepy-uppies. I'm on there thinking, how can I get down to that body fat so Lindsay will think that I'm Ronaldo? That's what's going through my head.
3: <laughs> I think that's with everything. I think everything's sexualized, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but if I'm a model or uh, even a, a film star, that's, yeah. part, that's part of why I'm in the world. If I'm fucking the the number one curler for Scotland, I don't really want people going, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing Andrew Isporin. Do you know what I mean? I mean,
3: you'd love it, Ross. You'd absolutely <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love it. Even, like. even, even you, like, we've listened to interviews of, like, Wayne Rooney saying, I just want to, like, play football. I don't want the fame. Like, and obviously he can't have one without the other with who he plays for, but you know it's a lot of people would want to do a job without having the fame attached to it
2: a lot of people don't i mean if you look at formula one we live in an era where i can tell you what size diamond carrot lewis hamilton has in his ear because i have probably looked uh, dribbled over his lifestyle on my instagram grid pardon the pun when i've no interest in the f1 grid do you know what i mean it's it's sort of yeah gone too far don't you think lads I think it's why sports
5: and personalities and movie stars and everyone is just becoming so famous now. Because even if you love what they do, you genuinely start to just like be just as interested in the person. Like back in the day, you'd only be able to watch them play football or do this or do that. And that would be how you talk about them. But now you can judge what they have for breakfast, you know?
2: Isn't the danger that that could eat into the sport and the focus and the quality of the sport? I think that's where I'm going.
5: Oh, it definitely does. Social media, especially in football, is definitely hindering performance. Like Man United, for example, they're absolutely shocking now. And the whole team... Well, we're
4: seeing it in the F1 paddock right now. Like, I don't know if you guys are aware, McLaren driver Daniel Ricciardo is having a pretty tough year. And to me, it seems pretty evident that he's having like some some mental games that are going on. And I can only assume that's from social media, all the shit that he's been getting from everyone else online.
5: And then like his coach is going on other interviews and like his coach like slipped up and said like, oh, Daniel's not performing. Like imagine he just wakes up one day, goes on his phone and then sees a video of his coach on some random interview
4: being like he hasn't performed. Team boss, was that right? Yeah, so like
5: word just spread so quick that I just think social media can be so toxic, but it also can be amazing.
2: Like I love it. That's the other aspect of it, the speed that it spreads at. So if you make a mistake in Formula One or something, or you do something like fall over as you're walking towards your car, that could be a gif or a meme. It could be viewed millions of times before you're even on, like, the second day of a tournament or a race or something.
4: Yeah, it spreads like wildfire. Like, there was a video of... um of Sergio Perez when he won he won Monaco and then he obviously got battered that night and he was like coming down off his yacht in Monaco pissed out of his head and that video went so fucking viral and it's probably not the video that Red Bull wanted no. to be out of him. Do you know what I mean? But, but that's, that will, that will that's the video about that blew up. And the up. Yeah, exactly.
2: And unless he's a serial killer, that is going to sit in his freaking head yeah. as he gets into the car. Yeah. It's going to mess with your head, just like it would mess with my head if I'm going to do a comedy set tonight. and I'm a, There's a comedy meme of me slipping over in Lidl and twisting my yeah. ankle. Do you know what I mean? It's going <laughs> yeah. to be there.
4: Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah.
2: Talking about playing sport, do you play much? I mean, we know Lindsay doesn't. We know I don't do... Anything apart from dancing, I don't mind, or stuff that I'm being told to do by Comic Relief. Practice your booty claps. My booty claps, I can do that. I <laughs> wonder if, you're like, Fab or Jake, do you play any sport?
5: I play football, not as much as I used to. I used to play every weekend and, like, in the week as well. Now I just do, like, five a side every now and again. I gave up with an 11 a side. I just fell out of love with it, which is strange because I love the sport, but I just didn't love playing it anymore.
2: I didn't know if you, like, thrashed a Renault 5 down the A127 or something trying to beat the <laughs> <this> weekend. cameras. <laughs>
4: that's me in the golf
2: <laughs> doing the oil change really quickly like that fucking yes mate Back
4: in, oh, mate, you, you want to see me in, in a fucking garage man that petrol was in the car and out so quick you wouldn't Get believe. the
2: blue put the ad blue in at the same time <laughs>
4: <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't really play sport i Have used to do a bit of, sports? i used to do a bit of mountain biking but again that's not competitive it's like everyone's trying to help each other Get better.
2: Do you think it's attractive to a woman? Like when you sit down on a date and she's like, right, what are you into? Everything's the same. And you're like, well, once a week I play blah, blah, blah sport. Is it an attractive quality?
5: I think it's a nice quality to have. Like, yeah, you better ask the woman here instead.
2: And what do I think? Um, no, go on, Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I don't know. I think we were trying to organise something in a few weeks on a weekend with my cousin. And I was like, oh, do you and Ryan want to come? And she's like, oh, I can't because Ryan's playing football I just oh, forgot it. We're doing this like one thing that we we won't be probably doing again. And she's like, no, we won't. You won't not do it. So I think it would bother me if m- my partner was like giving up other things just because he wanted to play football as like a bit of a hobby. I think it would annoy me. But then I don't know. It, it depends on the person, really. Are, are they are they a cock or not? Like if he's a nice person, then that you would that would like balance itself out. Yeah, okay. He's got a, a hobby.
4: Does Russell do anything like that? Has he got anything that pisses you off where he, he's like, no, nah, I can't come, babe, I'm fucking doing this?
3: We're running out of time. We can't, we can't go
2: through know, just <laughs> No, 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 he's... Well, stand up. When I was single and I started dating a girl, she's like, I really like you. I find you really funny. When can we go out? When's your next Saturday? How's 2026? Yeah. How you? yeah. I work every, you're going to have four Saturdays a year with me. Like partying on a Monday, I'm the boyfriend for you. Like, Russ won't
3: compromise. Like, yeah, Russ misses out on so much because of, you know, he'll take gigs. My birthday this yeah. week,
2: I got a gig. We arranged the whole thing down south. A person's put like a mini festival on in a garden for the, for the kids, type thing, you know, like it, with loads of yeah. entertainment. And I pick up a show. Uh, for the next day, I mean I can't drink that day because don't want to feel hungover. I mean I've got to get up early. I mean I've got to go. That is standard practice. Holidays all the time. You just cancel another holiday, so pick up a gig right in the middle of it.
4: But then it still work for you. Like I wonder if it, if the dynamic would be different if you were doing you know fucking like twenty people down the fucking Greyhound on a Friday night. Do you know what I mean? Like.
3: But Russ will do stuff like that, and people people will look at Russell <laughs> and be like, "Oh, he's he's so lucky to be where he is," and but they don't see all the sacrifices that he makes to get where he is because he sacrifices yeah. so much, but. The one thing that Russ does is he will, you know, not compromise. He will do the gym, and I encourage that because if he's in a bad mood, it's because he's not been to the gym. And you know, once he's gone to the gym, he comes out a better person. He comes out happier. So I'm more for that. You go, you go and drain that energy. It's fine.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, you know how it's going to have to be drained. <laughs> All right. All right. A lover man. Uh, what about? Uh... <laughs> What about a girl that you're on a first date lads really into each other your type on paper and off and she's like yeah but just to let you know I you know I, I do volleyball I do it twice a week I never miss it Is it an attractive quality is it interesting is it neutral I think, like, women wouldn't really know how men would answer this question. I'm just thinking, I, if I'm completely honest, if I sit down with a girl and everything's great, but she's really heavily into sports,
3: I think I'd be like, oh, fuck,
2: that sounds well annoying.
3: Because then you'd have to go and watch her occasionally as well to support her.
4: Exactly. I would like it, I think. For someone who doesn't really care about sport, I think I would quite enjoy that because it shows commitment. True. For me, it would like depend
2: whether I like that sport or was interested. Really. Okay, let's say it's a sport you're not interested in. Let's say she lacrosse the fuck out of it. I'm not three fucking times. watching that. I'm not. Honestly, I wouldn't watch. But any what about that. if you just want to like veg out and watch Love Island together? And she's like, you know, you know the rules. I'm sorry, you know the rules, Jake. It's uh, it's lacrosse night on Wednesday. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> start be, to become a problem. She'd have You'd to be, be fucking dumb. hot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, right we're out of time thank you very much Uh, absolutely fascinating uh, chat that is full time Uh, no injuries Um, thank you very much (laughs) for joining me uh, Fabio Bocca and Jake boys if you've come here as fans of either Lindsay Kane my wife or indeed the host of the Pit Stop Podcast, why don't you hang around? Hit subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review. One, two, three, four, five stars, but you can't sub me off. I'm a permanent fixture. I'm the captain and I'm the forward. Ivan Russell Kane. Join me again next time. Goodbye, full time. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it. Let's go.